0: Hi, this is Morgan, Tracy, and Emily from CrossFit Federal Way in Federal Way, Washington. And you're listening to Girls Gone Wad with Joy and Claire.
1: Okay. All right. Good talk. Good talk. You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 193. Claire, you are reading Brene Brown. We just need to talk about that right away.
0: Yeah, so it's a little bit, I'm like kind of having to out myself a little bit because I wrote a review for this book on the newsletter last month and I hadn't finished the whole thing, which happens. Yeah. Um, But so I just finished listening to Rising Strong. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have also recently listened to Daring Greatly. And I liked them both. I liked Rising Strong better. I did too. Just because I feel like it's more, it's newer information. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the Daring Greatly stuff, like, I don't want to say it felt redundant because I really like the way that Brene Brown introduces ideas and, like, she's very, um, what's her I'm looking for? She just has a
1: humor to stuff that can be fairly serious. She presents it in a way that's pretty digestible and it doesn't feel hokey.
0: Yeah. And also just, like, the... I feel like her stuff is so, like, cut and dry is not the right word, but, like, even though, you know, kind of the the Rising Strong, excuse me, the Daring Greatly book, I felt like it wasn't necessarily brand new information. I thought it was the way that she presented it was, like, new enough that it still felt valuable. Mm-hmm. But I felt like Rising Strong was, like, a lot of actual new information.
1: Yeah. I really so, liked yeah. Rising Strong. That That mm-hmm. one, I think I... After I read that one, I had a full endorsement of everyone needs to... This is like required reading for everyone. (laughs) And I think when I read Daring Greatly, I was at a different job and I was just I do believe in like some books you're just not in the mood to read them and then when you read them you're like oh I'm in a place to read them now I feel like daring greatly was that for me it just I had it for the longest time I just couldn't get into it couldn't get into it and then I finally got into it but yeah rising strong I feel like I could just I need to reread that one actually that's a good one to kind of keep reading
0: yeah and I really I don't know I thought it was interesting just like the the way that you know she brings up kind of like just dealing with things and how to I liked how she talked about how like you know being quote unquote face down in the arena can look just like so many different things like she gave so many different examples people using because the whole premise of rising strong is like okay daring greatly was like get in the arena get your ass kicked rising strong was like great I'm in the arena my ass just got handed to me what now yeah and but I felt like in Daring Greatly it was very like kind of getting your ass kicked in the arena looked like something kind of specific it was like you're in there you're getting your shit rocked like you've really put yourself out there you've really like taken a chance but then in Rising Strong it kind of brings it back in of like you know what this actually could just be like a difficult conversation that you've you've been avoiding it doesn't have to be like you quit your job to start a new business and you failed right right which I liked a lot. Yeah. That it kind of like brought it down to like, you know, kind of daily, quote unquote, being face down in the arena does not necessarily look like a full total life crisis. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And full disclosure, I'm drinking LaCroix, which I hate doing when I'm recording because it always makes me burp. So I'm going to try to not... I love how you're like. We need to record early tonight because I need to go to sleep. Or is oh this gosh. time change kicking your ass? Uh, I hate it. I mean, I hate to be cliche because everyone's like, "Oh,
0: the time change. Oh, I'm so tired." I'm so but weird. it's like the worst. And then,
1: and then you throw a kid in the mix. Like, what is that like?
0: He's the best. And it hasn't been that bad. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. He, I've, I've had a much harder time than he has. He did take like a later nap, but we kind of have a routine in the evening and we, I, we don't have like a super specific bedtime routine per se. Like some people do like the bath and then the story and we don't necessarily have like a specific bedtime routine, but we do have like a pretty standard flow of the way the night goes, mm-hmm. which is like we get home, we kind of play with him for a couple minutes, we feed him dinner, we read a couple books and then we kind of wind down and go to bed And so, like you know, by the time he gets, he's home for a couple hours. He kind of knows, like this is the this is the flow.
1: Yeah. Speaking of children, I have a question from (laughs) speaking of children. One of our listeners asked a question, I think, on our website of just kind of how to do the balance of working out and juggling mom life. And I know you've touched a little bit upon that, but is there anything more, like as he gets older, that you've really that's been helpful for you?
0: Oh my gosh, I would like to make a full disclosure that it does not feel. I think from the outside it looks like, oh my gosh, Claire's like a full time working mom and she works out and she does all this stuff. It a hundred percent of the time feels like I am dropping balls everywhere. Hundred percent of the time there is are five other things that I could be doing.
1: So it's kinda like year of yes. Remember when Shonda is like, Well, I don't do it all. I have a lot of help and I'm if I'm doing all these things, I'm likely to be doing one of these things poorly. Not exactly. poorly, but like not a hundred percent.
0: Exactly. It's impossible to do everything all the way. And I think you know the biggest thing that and I've talked about this even just in terms of working out that I my biggest kind of I guess advice I wouldn't even really call it advice my biggest insight is just like you need to get really clear about your priorities Mm -hmm. and I have made it very clear to myself and to everyone in my life that spending time with Miles and Brandon is my number one priority and so if that means that I'm while well, everyone else on my team is staying late at work to finish a project I'm going home mm-hmm. and I'm you know gonna have to pick up that slack at a different time because I'm not gonna stay until you know six o'clock and go pick up miles as they're locking the door behind us at daycare like right. I'm not willing for that to be my life no and I'm I'm really lucky that I have a, a boss that's very understanding of that but to be honest with you if I didn't I think I would be looking for a different job yeah and it's kind of the same thing even like with are, you know, with recording, it's like I don't schedule interviews anymore before Miles' bedtime unless right. we have to. And on the weekends, like I, you know, I remember somebody posted, um, I, oh, several weeks ago, like months ago, I, I posted a picture of, like, all these little Tupperwares that I was meal prepping for miles. And, they're like, how do you do it? And I was, like, you just do. Yeah. Like, you just get it done. It's just, like, how do you do anything? Like, you just, you know, how do you get up every morning and go to work? Like, you just don't have a choice. Yeah. So, I, But just, like, getting really ruthless with your prioritization. And, like, at the end of the day, you really have to be okay with people not, you can't, meet everyone's expectations and so you have to just get clear with what your expectations are and just meet those Mm
1: -hmm. well it's like last week i think we were talking about how it was a couple weeks ago getting to the gym and that you could do a late night class but you're just not willing to give up that time and that makes so much sense i mean it's just you're not gonna go to the gym and then never see miles like
0: come on exactly and it's one of those things where it's like every once in a while obviously there are exceptions to every rule but at the end of the day, like, I try to make it very clear to everyone that these are my priorities. And if you're asking me to do something outside of these priorities, I might make an exception for every once in a while. But, like, pretty much be prepared to here now.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just
0: had to stop feeling bad about that. Because, like, the other thing, too, that's a little bit of a marriage hack, but it's, like, a serious marriage hack, which is that we have some good friends who... um they're actually Miles' godparents, and it's their names are Brad and Ariel. They live in mob. You've heard me talk about them. They and Ariel's family. I think she has two or three siblings. And like her, when her parents met, they were both kind of just dirt bags. And when Ariel's mom got pregnant, they were, you know, really weren't like didn't have a lot of money and. Working a lot of different jobs and they kind of just made it work for like the first several several years of both of their kids' lives or for all of their kids' lives. And basically, one piece of advice they gave is like, you know, when your kids are little or like kind of in the early marriage phase and when your kids are little, you're going to feel like you're doing more than your share because there's more than two people's worth of work to go around. Even if it's equally divided there's, more than there's like, more than a fair share that you're going to have. And so, like, you can't have the expectation of, like, well, I did my fair share, so now I'm done. And because neither of you can have that expectation.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Or, like, the it's it's just not 50-50. Right. You know, I think well, there's, like, there's a lot of beliefs out there that everything has to be 50-50. And it's, like, mm, sometimes your marriage really is, like, 90-10, 80-20. Yeah. You know, there's going to be times where you're picking up a ton, and you're going to be more, like, 130%, and <laughs> you're both going to be, right. like, well, max. Right. Well, not the other
0: thing. Yeah, it's like we're both at 100%. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that's just the reality of where we're at right now. And I think, excuse me, too, it, it is also like a lot of telling myself and reminding myself, like, this is not my life forever. This is a phase I'm in right now where Brandon is in school and Miles is young. And, you know, we're going to be here for the next couple of years because Brandon will be in a new job and we'll have another kid, whatever. But this is not forever.
1: Yeah, this is not forever. Someone asked, too, if you're going to have another kid, which I I always get weird when people ask questions like that, which we don't mean to make you feel bad. One time a girl asked that and I was like, I don't know about how to answer those questions. And she was mortified. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no, 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 don't worry about it. But someone did ask that question now that you bring it up. I don't know if you yeah, can talk about I mean, it. We
0: are planning on having more kids if we I don't feel like I don't feel sensitive really talking about it because, like, as I've gotten older, I have realized how rare it is that Brandon and I have both always been 100% sure that we want multiple kids. Mm -hmm. And the more married friends, I guess, that I have, the more I realize that, like, that question of whether or not you want kids is really not black and white for most people. And for us, it's always been very black and white, which I'm really grateful for um, because it was never a question of if. It was kind of a question of when. So, yeah, we definitely want at least one more kid i kind of want two more kids except that i don't want to be pregnant two more times and i also don't get me wrong that does not mean i want twins universe please do not the universe I, is like,
1: totally working on that right now
0: oh my god i would literally die
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
0: i would be on bed rest for <laughs> nine months <laughs> but anyway
1: your mom would have good advice let's just
0: yeah she that. was also on bed rest oh for <laughs> okay never mind yeah and i was born at like 29 weeks i would like to remind you okay so, she was only pregnant for like six and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carol. Anyway, yeah. So, in terms of, but back to the bal- the original balance question. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm actually really balancing it. I think I probably look like it from the outside sometimes, but it's just about ruthless prioritization and being okay with feeling overwhelmed. <laughs>
1: And I think that's the key, you know, because like, yeah. you seem like just the outsiders, you seem like you're doing it all. And there's probably days when you're just like, oh, man, I'm just so stressed out. Or, you know, I feel like, like I'm every day. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm dropping the I ball drop, on some Yeah,
0: yeah, every day, like I drop miles off at daycare, and I am so sad to have to leave him. But at the same time, I know that it, like on the weekends, by the, you know, by the time it's like dinner time, I'm like, Oh, my God. I can't spend all day with my kid.
1: Yeah, like go somewhere. Like,
0: there's no there's no good answer because I'm really not meant to be a stay-at-home mom, but it also is really hard to work full-time and not get to see him during the day. Mm-hmm. And so that aspect is like, there's no, it's lose-lose. Yeah. And then like, you know, when it comes to just anything, you know, it's kind of like, there's no like the, like working out. Yeah, I get to work out every day at five in the morning. Like, yeah, kind of like. But you're doing edge. it. Like, that's look, you're no, doing it. No, no, I know. It. Yeah. But it's like, what's the opposite of a silver lining? Mm. Like that. <laughs> yeah. What most things in my life have right now is like a rusty lining. Yeah. It's Like it looks great, but um, but really, what's happening is like, yeah, I'm making it work, but it's ugly and hard. Did I send you that
1: post that was going around a few weeks ago of like lists the. That- you know, list all the crazy things that your toddler did in the last 24 hours. It was so funny. It was so I funny.
0: Feel like I saw it. Well,
1: I'm going to Google it while you're talking cuz I need okay. to look it up because it was so hilarious and all these people just like jumped on the bandwagon to list what their toddler did in the last 24 hours and it was so funny, but it's like that's life. You're just dealing with constant yeah. chaos.
0: The other day Miles got really mad at me because I wouldn't let him pick my nose. <laughs> he was like standing there and he wanted so bad to put his finger up my nose and i wouldn't let him and he got so and he just laid back on the ground and started yelling and i was like well i wish i like had
1: the original article but it was just like these moms listing like making a list that yeah of all the things your toddler did and it I'm just like, oh my god, I love it. It's so great. But I just feel like you're just dealing with that constantly, constantly, constantly. Yeah. <laughs> so you're um, you're rocking. Right. You're rocking. And how we're is We're hanging in there. Yeah, how's how's the open? Let's let's shift gears here. I can talk a little bit about 173 and why I decided Oh crap, for Not a minute. For a minute I was like, shit, did I submit my score? <laughs> and I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Monday night when we're recording this. Oh, cool god. Like,
0: Oh, geez. All that stress for uh, nothing. Yeah, seriously. All right. Take it away.
1: Well, I don't think there's much to take away other <laughs> than um, in my little open tips. Like, I record those right after I do the workout, right before, right after. And so you guys like hear my enthusiasm. And in the tips for 17.3, I was wanting to redo it thinking because T- coach tj gave me the suggestion that i picked the wrong bar it was just like this weird random bar that i didn't feel like i had a good grip and he's like i really think that you have a bar and you could do way better on the chest of our pull-ups and i knew he was right and i'm like yeah i'm gonna redo it redo it and then as the as the days progressed because i did it friday morning first thing i was like well okay if i do it saturday morning oh, i'm still kind of tired from friday but then sunday morning there's really no one to judge me and then i'd have to come in early and then with the daylight savings time the time shift i was like well then if i come in i mean i'm an early riser but i'm like i don't want to do it that early and have people have to come in and and then i was like oh well my only option's monday and i just didn't feel like doing it but and so I decided not to redo it as much as I was yeah there was a lot of back and forth Claire and I were talking about it because you wanted to do it right you wanted to redo it I thought
0: about redoing it so I posted about this on Instagram a little bit but basically like I went in and I did it on Friday night I literally didn't even warm up like I was holding miles because we we had well, that's we brought miles up. to the gym <laughs> yeah but like basically Brandon went in the heat before me and so I was holding miles and I had like two minutes to warm up in between before my heat started. And it was like, well, here we go. Like, you know, I'm not doing this for any score. So whatever happens, happens. And I just went way too hot out of the gate. The jumping, like for me, 35, 55, and 65 are all pretty doable. But I just went way too hot out of the gate. I blew through the jumping pull-ups. I blew through my first round of 35 or my first three rounds at 35. And by the time I got to the snatches at 55, I was exhausted. Like I had basically just done like a two-minute sprint. And I was like, well, went about that all wrong. (laughs) And then it was like, well, I can't do anything about it now. And so I just kind of got through as many of the 55 snatches as I could. And I was so tired. And I don't like, I really hate those workouts that happen. You know, we have one every open where it's like kind of the unlocking the next level workouts. Yep. Because I feel like it's just so black and white how how you do. It's like, well, didn't get out of that round. And I really felt, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like having the open reaction that we talk about like, getting away from but I'm having it of like I feel like crap I'm letting this workout define me and I'm gonna redo it because I know that I have more in me than that and then I was like this is stupid it's just one workout like if it had been convenient for me to redo it I might have done it but like I'm not gonna go out of my way to retest a workout to get to do four more minutes why So just let's just hold our peace.
1: Let's just hold our peace. And I think the 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 energetic feeling that I had after doing the open workout was more of just the confidence that I knew I probably if I would have redone it, I would have probably gotten a better score. And I think that was just that's fine. And then I kind of toyed back and forth with, well, if I do it, what what again, it kind of goes back to two weeks ago when I was like, well, would it bring me happiness? And yeah, it, would. it was It was one of those things where truly, if someone was there, it was like, Joy, let's do it right now. I would totally have done it. But I just didn't have that. <laughs> so I just was okay with it. And then our text message conversation kind of sealed the deal for me where I was like, yeah, I'm kind of over it. I just can't believe we're like three weeks in it just baffles me that this is flying by it feels like it's going by so fast it's crazy
0: i feel the opposite which is that i'm like this always happens around the third week of the open where i'm just like i'm over it i just want to go back to doing CrossFit like a normal person yeah
1: i know I felt like that after 17 because I think everyone's asses got kicked and then at seventeen three, I kind of I think everyone got re-energized and so anyway yeah but it's fun it's just uh I'm I'm just really excited to go to the seventeen five announcement I, I am just excited really I really, really want to meet Dave Castro maybe we can make that happen
0: oh we should
1: keep tweeting we should just like bomb tweet him with all these notifications on Instagram be like
0: Dave we want to meet you <laughs> Dave Dave Dave, Dave. Dave, Dave. Do you think he
1: would wear? <laughs> do you think he would wear a Girls Gone Wild t-shirt for one of the announcements? Do we even
0: have a Girls Gone Wild t-shirt? I can bring one.
1: Yeah. We, you know what? We have so many athletic, four athletics tanks. Now that I think about it, they're like hanging right here that we've yet to give away. Claire, we should do that for our episode He's 240. He's not going to
0: wear a racerback no, tank. Yes, I'm just we saying, should we give should... them away in general in our lives, <laughs> but not to just... Dave Castro. No. We, we give one to Kiki. Yeah, we'll give one to Kiki. Aw. Okay. Aw, Kiki. Aw, Kiki. <laughs> She's our best
1: friend, Yes. Yeah, okay, so let's check in about life. We were talking today about rut in our literal
0: never-ending text conversation. Text conversations, and we got to Can you talk- tell me you guys that you also have a friend who you just literally never stop texting. It's yeah, like a I just hope. ongoing thread yeah. of consciousness for your whole life.
1: I really hope you have that in your life. It's just. I don't so know chaotic. what I do. I mean, there's times when you like see something, you're like, I need to tell someone, and it's just <laughs> so nice to be able to be like, I need to send. a oh my god, about this right now, <laughs> right this moment,
0: like the Uber driver that Jess just talked yeah, about. I mean, our friend Jess is in an Uber right which, now with okay, this guy named yeah. Jerry who has a mullet and he's yeah. wearing a suit. Okay,
1: which. <laughs> By the way, before I forget, I hope I didn't offend anyone, but like a few weeks ago, did you see the video I posted of the guy with, he was brushing his cat when we were having dinner at Pops and Pies? So (laughs) my best friend in Arizona texted me. She's like, you need to take that down. People are going to think that that's offensive. And I was like, why is that offensive? And I just, well... She's like super, 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 super sensitive, and she's like, well, what if they think you're making fun of him? Like, well, I'm kind of am, but it's it's kind but of it's more, like a, in the it's more We're like a it's more like a yeah, it's more like amazing. And yeah. anyway, I did take it down because I I felt bad. I was like, oh my gosh, no. I don't want I don't want people to think I'm like making fun of someone, but. <clears throat> the back story, just because I have to say it, is we were having dinner and we were facing you know, There's this bar window where you're facing the street. and You get to people watch. And it's really fun. And this guy walks by and our waitress is like, oh, my gosh, you have to see this guy. Every single day, he walks his cat and he puts it on top of this box here, this like electrical box, and, and brushes his cat for everyone to see. And he loves it. And the cat loves it. And I'm like, this is so amazing. And I love Tennyson because that neighborhood is so fantastic anyway so that's the whole reason because i was like oh he loves it like he puts on a show for everyone here at this restaurant and then yeah so that's i mean that's just incredible i had oh my gosh (laughs) but i was like i I knew i think i texted it to you because i was like you have to see this
0: right now what but you have anyway Can't can't make this up
1: cannot make this up okay so then we were talking today about ruts and i i know we've visited this before i think at this point we can just say that we've covered it all after podcasting for for a few years so just go back and covered the, the rut we really have
0: but i will also say which at one point i brought up in our in our text that you have made it very clear in past episodes, that even though you're in a point in your life where things are very comfortable and that things are very routine, you have not felt like you were in a rut. You have have very clearly made a distinction between a rut and a routine.
1: So I I didn't even know that I was in a rut until I think today when I was texting you. And I just, this is the stupidest thing when I'm going to tell the story, is I went to the dentist earlier this year. I have like this horrible... I've inherited horrible teeth genes. Like, I just... You wouldn't tell by looking at my smile. It's not like my teeth are falling out, but just the... The molars I cracked in grad school by grinding my teeth because I was so stressed out and then I always had cavities growing up and whatever so I've just always had to have some type of work done anytime I go to the dentist and it's just it's just my life like I'm so used to it now so I've had like crowns placed like 10-15 years ago and then I had to now I'm having to have them redone this is so boring I know but I have to get them redone because they only last so long so I go in today and they're just like placing a crown and they're trying to like file it down and it fit and i've done this a million times it's like it doesn't hurt or anything but just i'm sitting there for an hour and i'm like oh my god this is taking forever and it really shouldn't take that long to just seat a crown and so they're like okay this isn't fitting we're gonna have to send it back to the lab and i just lost it like in my head i'm like no you're not sending it back to the lab you're putting it in my mouth and i'm leaving because <laughs> i am not coming back and I'm here
0: on with my life because
1: let me just say this is the fourth visit since january that i've had to go there because i've had to have two crowns replaced in the past three months whatever so I was just pissed off because I'm like, if I have to sit in her dentist chair, and I love my dentist, and I've been with her for like 12 years, she knows me, but I'm like, if I have to sit here one more hour and take time out of my schedule, I'm going to lose my shit. So I leave, and I'm like visibly pissed because I'm just like, oh my god. So they're like, okay, we'll see you in a week (laughs) to put the temporary crown back on, which is annoying because I have to chew with just one side of my mouth, whatever. So then I'm texting Claire. I'm like, I'm so frustrated and I'm just in such a like struggle bus mood lately. I feel like everything has just been Debbie Downer and I'm sick of blaming the weather or the time change or, okay, I can't wait for the days to get longer. Like I keep saying that. I'm like, yeah, that's been about three months. Like I feel like I can't use that excuse anymore. That's not okay. (laughs) That's like a maybe two weeks that I'll buy you two weeks with that. But a three month excuse of just continuing to be like, well, okay, maybe I'll be happy when the summer comes around. Maybe it's just that the days are too short right now. And then I'm like, uh, okay, this is something else going on here. And it sucks. So I don't know. I... I I think we could get into, like, a million and one conversations, but there was a part of me that was like, okay, I need to either get back into therapy, adjust my medications, or a mixture of the both, or really have, like, a big journaling session, which I hate to journal, but I'm like, I haven't journaled in a long time, and that's kind of sometimes something that's really needed and helpful to, like, figure shit out.
0: Yeah, just, like, spell it all out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as we were talking about that, it was kind of like, okay, Joy, like, you've talked about being in a routine. Do you think you've crossed the line over into being in a rut? Because you were just kind of like, nothing is working. I'm tired. I just feel like I'm not getting any traction. I don't know. I kind of wanted to talk about, like, what's... And then we started talking about, like, okay, but if you're in a rut, like, what do you do?
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: <laughs> What is the, like... Well, and you think about any, you know, kind of common human psychological issue and it's like, okay, you can kind of trace this, trace a lot of these things back to, ha- you know, having a purpose or having a cause, but it's like if you're in a rut, like, or and not even a purpose or a cause, but like kind of a, like a plan of action of like, you know, there are certain that are kind of tried and true dealing with being stressed out or, you know, whatever. But when it comes to being in a rut, it's like, okay, what is the, what is the middle ground between like, oh, I'm going to go in manicure and now I'm just not stressed anymore and like... Okay, I'm selling everything I own, and I'm going to go live in a sailboat. Like, <laughs>
1: which made me laugh so hard because I was sitting at a stoplight and I saw that text come in, and I was just like, ah! I started like laughing and then I was crying, and I was laughing. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, it's so true. Like, it's some like, how do you tease that out? It is so hard.
0: Because it is. It's like okay, if you're in a rut, like you can't just up and change the big players in your life unless you're really ready to yeah and like at what point is it like okay it's really time to make a big change versus like no i need to just kind of power through this i don't know well what do you i don't know the answer
1: what do you think because there's been plenty of times where i know you want to go live in a van down by the river
0: (laughs) i would love to live in a van down by the river i would love nothing more (laughs) no that would be my personal hell and i feel
1: like well if it (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I like think it's
1: so basic. Can we, like, pause this really quick? Because our friend Jess texted us the other day. She's like, oh, my gosh. Because we're talking about Costa Rica, which, <laughs> uh, again, the listeners that are going on, to the, on the trip, on. I'm so excited. You guys, it's almost here. I got my bathing suit. I'm, I'm all set. But Jess texted I've been us.
0: bathing suit shopping for, like, six months. Yeah, I haven't bought what one. What
1: out was like three hundred dollars. I'm like, is that swim across the ocean for you? Because it better, yeah. you know, syrupy margaritas
0: question. and tacos. It does. It comes with tacos. Can you put it's tacos taco in pockets. your pockets? <laughs> I
1: was gonna say just have pockets for tacos. That would yes, be the taco
0: pockets. Best I would spend three hundred dollars in a taco pocket bathing suit.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god. <laughs> okay. Instead of love handles, I'm going to start calling them taco pockets. <laughs> Oh, it's great. <laughs> just really want to lose three pounds. I
1: just really want to lose three pounds. <laughs> What was it? what were you we saying? We were talking about Costa Rica. Oh, Jess texted us Jess. Um, about going on the tour to th- on the catamaran tour. And yeah, she's,
0: she's like, "Who's gonna do the catamaran tour?" <laughs> and it, at first, Joy was like, "Oh, I will," and I was like, "No, that sounds like a personal hell to me. I'm so seasick." And Joy was like, "Ooh, no, oh, I do to actually yeah. Never mind.
1: Mm-hmm. It made me remember the time it was on our honeymoon actually, and we did some snorkeling ter- tour. Tour. We took a boat, but I had to take like ten Dramamine's just to get me through <laughs> didn't, the t- like, drown because <laughs> <on the laughs> <asleep. laughs> totally and when I got home I passed out on the bed slept for 14 hours and Scott's like this I'm not kidding you're
0: never going on a boat again Scott
1: was like this is our honeymoon do you realize that you slept for 14 hours like whoopsie (laughs) yeah that's funny anyway but like the whole I I I feel like um back to the rut thing i feel like you and brandon are more of like let's go live in a barn and <laughs> just like let's go live in a van than i am like i can't but, there, uh, yeah, but like i would a- also
0: like to point out that there has been no chance for me to ever get in a rut like in my life because i have yet to stop moving that is a
1: very good point That's a very good point. Yeah. And so I, you know,
0: it's like on the one hand, you know, yes, if I were to get in a rut, probably my first instinct would be to go live in a van. But I have never had that problem because like literally even from when for being a kid, like I switched houses and my like my parents had joint custody. I switched houses every two weeks from when I was in third grade until I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. And like, I, you know, I went to the same high school the whole time and everything. We didn't like live in the same neighborhood, but like everything changed every two weeks basically. My entire living situation, you know, my two houses were very different. Like the two kind of family situations were very different. And then I went to college and, you know, college is not, you're running around the whole time. And then I graduated college and what have I done? I went to Argentina for four months. I lived in Moab for six months. I moved to Vermont for four months. I came back, I lived at Copper for six months, moved back to Moab for six months, came back to Denver. Since I've lived in Denver in the last... Six years. I've moved five times. I've had four different jobs. I've gotten a master's degree, I've gotten married, had a baby. Brandon's had who knows how many different jobs. Been in, done prereqs, gotten in nursing school. We have not had a chance to get our head above water this entire time. So the you know the, the thought of being in a rut is like a luxury to me.
1: <laughs> and that's so funny. As you're saying this, I kind of had an epiphany where I'm like, oh shit, do I avoid chaos? Like, do I avoid? I don't know. <laughs> like getting into the mix of life not to be all existential but I'm like do I avoid things like I do like a routine I know that has a lot to do with my personality and being mostly of an introvert but I don't know man just I need to go sit down in a dark room and journal and get the feelings out
0: dampen joy just dampen Mm
1: -hmm. I know I feel like can I take Brandon with me if you must. He'll talk life with me and figure out. He'll be here out. for you. hmm Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think it's Maybe like. Maybe
0: you do avoid. Maybe you do avoid. I mean, even like when you hated your last job it took you like a year and a half to you like you wouldn't leave it until you had like a very clear path to get into your next job oh absolutely
1: yeah it's like
0: partially being an adult Mm -hmm. but it's also a little bit of like i think a lot of people who are you know and and who's to say what would have happened and like i don't think it necessarily would have put you in a better position than you're in but like you just handled it in such a safe way
1: oh yeah for sure yeah i mean looking back i don't know if there's ever been some serious risk taking like i I've set lofty goals for myself, but I haven't done anything like, oh, man, I'm just throwing it all to the you wind. haven't like Yeah. I'm going to see what happens here. On a
0: limb.
1: Yeah. And I... I don't know. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I do remember having this conversation with you sometime last year that I, I didn't really have any goals. And I was kind of like, yeah, I think I'm in a good place, but I think that had a lot to do with me changing and getting used to my new job and what have you. Yeah. And so now I feel like that is probably I'm bumping up against that a little bit more of being like, I feel a little aimless. A- and I think too, you and I talked a lot about talked, I should say texted of just, yeah, where is that line of, I just need to get my head straight. And it may be something, chemical. It may be still something going on with my hormones from all the stress I put on my body last year. Who knows? Like, I. It, who knows? I, I don't think this is a linear recovery that I'm going through right it who knows if my body's just like we're gonna take a break for a while maybe the open's really stressing my body out but I but I have to say this has been going on for a few months so it's not like it's just brand new it's just me kind of realizing I need to do something different like okay I need to stop with these excuses of you know oh it's just the weather yeah but you know when do you say that it's that versus I need to really change something and I I mean I think I know myself well enough that things will reveal and the answers will come to me. But I think just today kind of hit me like, wow, I need to change some things. I don't know what that is exactly, yeah. but this is not where I want to be. And I have Fair to enough. say, like, my one last thought about this, and then let's move on to questions so we can lighten <laughs> lighten this mood. I did have a moment where I was thinking about this and I'm like, okay, normally I think I would freak out when I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling Really frustrated with where my life is right now. And there, let me be clear that I'm not trying to be cryptic. There's nothing like, I'm upset about in my life it's just this weird heavy feeling of just blah. and that could be depression that could be anxiety that could be any number of things and that is for me and my personal journey to figure out but I think that I had a moment today where I was like oh I get to figure it out and it was kind of cool like instead of being like this sucks I'm sad I had a moment where I was grateful for, hashtag blessed <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like oh Whenever there's shit like this that happens, I'm sorry, I keep cussing on this episode, that that means answers are coming. Like, I always know that about my life is no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. answers are always going to come. And there's always a really good thing on the other side. And that was kind of nice to feel instead of just wallowing in it. But this is life, right? Like, w- when are people ever just like floating around, except on reality TV, which is horrible for me to watch at this stage in my life when I get into these moods, because I just watch <laughs> it and then I'm like, everything sucks. I want to be a Kardashian. I want to go live in California where there's palm trees and sunshine every day.
0: I know at some point today when you're texting me, you're like, I know it's getting bad because all I want to do is move to California.
1: Yeah, that's my that's my go to. I, I start to um, idealize other people's lives and mm-hmm. I start to really just want to pick up and move to Arizona or Arizona california because that's like home to me so Mm -hmm. it's like this safety net of i just want to go home i just want to go i haven't lived there in like 15 years but i just like i want to go home i want to feel the safety and security of home again good talk good therapy session (laughs) oh Oh, we got some really good okay so by the way before i close that door If you guys, listeners, have any advice or tricks that you do to get yourselves out of a rut or um, kind of get clarity on what your next steps should be, I would love to hear what you guys do. I have a lot of tools being a psychologist, but uh, like I said, sometimes it's just- Apparently not enough. Well, you know what's funny is like, there's just some things that there's tons of tools that I preach every day and I think I do them for the most part but I it's there's always like different things that help in a different way you know like it's all like I've heard it all so it kind of starts to be white noise for me but I definitely ugh. No offense, but I, I don't do, like, positive quotes and crap like that. I just, like, that does nothing for me. You don't do what? Positive quotes. Like, people, like, oh, posting, yeah. like, today's going to be a great day. I just want to punch you in the face. I just
0: want to punch you in the face. Good, Joy. Oh, that's
1: positive. I know. <laughs> I laugh, but I'm dying inside. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm totally kidding.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, no. we Okay. Have did- you ever seen that meme that's, like, Uh, I know it looks like I'm holding it on together, (laughs) but deep down, inside my boot, my sock is falling down. Yeah,
1: that's (laughs) great. This is my life. That's so cute. This is my life. Um, I know this is a... A revisit question but i do want to answer it because it was just so sweet she's like really quick nike metcons or reebok nanos oh yeah joy yeah. loves the nanos well let's have a discussion really quick do you have no? One? joy
0: loves the Metcons. yeah I love the Metcons.
1: yeah <laughs> you found your nanos i um i you know what's really funny i have uh the metcon twos and the threes and i was thinking about this today i feel like the metcon threes had a baby with the nanos and it's Funny, because the Nanos started to look like the Metcons, so it's almost like, I'm like, can you guys just get a room already and just figure your shoe game out? Because I do like the Nanos for how flat they are, but the Metcon 3s are really flat now, so that's really cool, and they're a lot more sturdy around. Um, like the heel where they were kind of breaking in the past. I always tell people if you're starting CrossFit and you want a good, sturdy shoe and you're not really sure um, if you're going to stay in the sport, I would recommend the Nanos because you can get them really cheap. They're almost at every outlet if you have an outlet by you or any like Dick Sporting Goods or Sports Authority. I'm not sure where they sell them all now, but they're almost always on sale because they've been around the longest and you can get a really cheap pair, even online, I'm sure, and they last forever and they do everything they're good for running um they're good for the weightlifting and so so i feel like that's kind of like a good quote-unquote starter shoe but you know same thing for metcons i'm sure there's great sales on metcons for the earlier versions and i think it really has to do with just like the width of your foot because i've heard a lot of people who have like narrow feet don't like the metcons because the metcons are wider but so i don't think that there's like a A one camp for everyone, but I do say that if you're gonna go for like the more economical choice, I'd start with the nanos and then kind of see how you feel from there. Because I swear to God, those shoes are indestructible. (laughs) Like you cannot tear a hole in those shoes. The nanos are intense. Yeah.
0: I've only ever had so I've had my nanos for not terribly long, like two years, but I mean I beat the crap out of them and I they are still going super strong. No complaints. I really like them. I've never tried on the Metcons. Um so camp nano for sure. Although I don't like the nano Sevens, I am kind of sad because they just came out with like a St. Patrick's day color and the women's are stupid. They're just white. The men's are cute. They have like a cute, like Brown or not Brown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Claire Brown, the color of St. Patrick's day. Um, <laughs> they have a cute green heel and the women's are just white with like green insoles. Like this is stupid. And my feet are too small. They don't, it doesn't go like the men's sizes don't go down far enough. Mm-hmm. And I, my feet aren't even that small. I wear a size eight. But the men start at seven and I would be a men's size six. So anyway, what, what, what,
1: what. We did get a question as well about judging and how during the open wads, some folks are seeing some
0: less than stellar reps and feeling kind of like, okay, I know it's not a big of a deal, but in the in the sense of like you're posting this score internationally and you get a better score than I do with bad reps. That doesn't feel great. Yeah,
1: it's just shitty. I don't even think I have an answer for that. It's just shitty to see.
0: I think you just have to kind of like pick your battles a little bit and just know in your heart that you're a better person than they are.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I used to do that hardcore with, oh man, there was just this one person. This was like when I first started CrossFit and she would always kind of fudge her scores. And I was like, I swear, I swear there's no way she could have gotten those numbers or whatever. And I remember doing a partner workout with her once and we had to do like a certain number of cleans and they were really heavy cleans while the other person ran a 400. And I remember thinking like, there's no way she's going to finish this in the time I do a 400 because they were like, it was taking me at least like... She had like a whole minute of rest, like after she ran the four hundred, um, while I was doing mm-hmm. him. I was like, "There's just no way." And she was like sitting yeah. there. When I
0: got back, I'm like, "No, and you're like, I wouldn't." Yeah, I need a video.
1: Yeah, and so I think, like you said, there's times when that's
0: gonna happen. I don't take it personally and just take satisfaction in the fact that you're going to CrossFit Heaven and she's not.
1: Exactly. I was going to say they're going to CrossFit Hell and Karma's a bitch. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I you just kind of have to like. Do the do the smug thing. You can't win, except to just feel better than them.
1: I got really annoying one time once though. This was not during the open, but oh, it just i think this has so much to do with after we got our level one and our level two well this was before i got level two but for a while i was just getting so annoyed with seeing poor form and it had nothing to do with like the coaches in our gym because they're great but there's there's times like they don't have eyes everywhere so there'd be times when we'd be doing the workout and this guy he was doing he i think he was just a drop in because i haven't seen him since (laughs) i probably scared him away (laughs) but he was doing the most horrid Air squats of all things, and he wasn't going all the way down, and his hips weren't opening at the top, and he was just like plowing through these air squats, and there was a ton of them in the workout, and I was like, "No, you're not beating me by cheating," <laughs> and I just said, I
0: kept going up to him, I was like, "You need to go all the way down,"
1: <laughs> and he's like, "Okay." Just like as a
0: fellow athlete, yeah, just as <laughs> a fellow. I find like there was early on in my CrossFit days, I look back and I like cringe because oh, I would like I was that person. All these, I would like yeah. oh, I would do that when I was in my early cross of days and like I said I just look back and cringe and I'm like oh I, I'm so like I'm surprised that TJ never called me out I was like Claire stop
1: yeah <laughs> you're not a coach
0: Ugh. but uh I have since stopped even if I like unless I really know someone and I'm with with them and even then I'll be like hey can I give you a cue I don't just walk up to them I'm like hey do this because I feel like it's not my place mm-hmm. even if I feel like I could coach better than whatever is being or like not even coach better but just like like you said you only have one set of eyes yeah um Anyway, I just have given up and I'm just like, you know what? This is their this is their journey. They're only screwing themselves over because when they go back like at the end of the day, fudging your score just makes you have to work harder to do better next time. It's like if you pretend you got 10 more reps than you really did good luck getting a PR. Exactly.
1: That's funny what you said about coaching people. I and especially after I think doing CrossFit for so long, I have the CrossFit gym is like my home to me. So I you know, I like getting up and going to the gym. And I feel like even now there's little things that just annoy the crap out of me. Like if people stack the weights wrong, or (laughs) maybe I do need to go (laughs) Maybe I do need to go somewhere. Costa Rica is coming up real soon. I think I need to get away. Because I'm like, I, I'm just like, the music has to be right. And it's just so funny because I'm like, okay, I need to like, I need to back off a little bit and chill out. But I get really picky about certain things. I think that's just from coaching. Natalie asks a brief. She wants a brief. I don't know if we can make this brief, but um, she goes, I know you guys had a vulnerability hangover from all the macro counting crazies conversation a few weeks back, but I'd love to if you could touch on it, you guys have been so amazingly influential. So I just wanted to touch on this really quick because I also want to say thank you to everyone, again, who uh, reached out and shared your story. And we're still getting stories from people who went through something similar. And I, I, to this day, I mean, I have friends in my life who've listened to the podcast and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you went through this. I went through this too. And so it's it's just been really cool to see, well... I'm sorry you had to go through that, but also just to know that we opened up a conversation. I think that's the most important thing because uh, this really doesn't. <sighs> I feel like we don't talk. It's not like we have to sit around and talk about it every every day, but I don't think people know what's going on until someone says it, you know? So it's like, oh, did you know that this is not supposed to happen? Everyone's like, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right, or like, and so... did
0: you know? Not even like did you know this is not supposed to happen? Like, did you know that this happens a lot? And like, people don't exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. And I think the piece of it that really frustrates me still, and I don't want to get on a soapbox about it. But I just think it's worth mentioning is that, you know, again, everything that we're inundated with on social media really gives us a false sense of what we need to be. And so I think that's the kind of the piece that I want everyone to keep thinking about is, yeah, you see all these ripped girls on Instagram, and I guarantee you they're miserable. So I mean, not everyone, but probably 99.9% of them. Anyway, so Natalie, to answer your question, I feel like just touching on it briefly, because I don't think there's really much more to say. We've really covered it. And I think we'll probably continue to cover it as we move forward is just that I think both I speak for, for both of us. But Claire, you can add is just I I feel like I'm in a really good place with the coach I'm working on or, or I'm working with. I um, am finishing up with her in about a month is when we're we've agreed upon like the date that we're going to end. So she can kind of see me through the open and then taper things off after after the open but I feel really confident on what I've learned so far. I have zero stress. I just, it's its just a part of my day. It's, it's routine enough that I don't think about it and I don't worry about it. It's just, I can calculate things in my head really well now, but not to a point of being like, oh crap, I hope I didn't count that extra chip. You know, it's just... It's just, I know how my body responds now. So I trust my body. Food is fuel. I don't do the whole well, I didn't work out today. So I don't get that. I've completely just detached that relationship. And I just feel like for me, that's something that has been really important. Do I think everyone needs to track macros and do that? Nope, not at all. But because we started that last year, and I felt like I had a really good reaction as far as performance went, it was something I really want to keep doing because it does feel good for me. And it really has taught me balance. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think we'll keep touching on it as we move forward in life. How about you?
0: Yeah, I don't really have a lot to add. I think like for me, I didn't have kind of the extreme um reaction and you know, when I stopped tracking, it was a little bit more of like I just sort of stopped tracking because my coach, the coach I really liked left Wag and I didn't feel a super good connection to the coach I got afterwards and um you know, when I tried to when I was working with Sarah, she was great, but I just wasn't at a point in my life where I felt you know, where I really could keep track. I had just started my new job and um, Brandon had just started school and it was like all I could do just to remember to eat, let alone weigh and measure anything. And then, you know, kind of since around Christmas, I've been working with um, actually went back to working with the same gal who I had been working with, with WAG who had since left WAG and she, you know, had gotten a different job. And basically I just reached out to her one-on-one and said, Hey, you know, I really felt like I connected with you. Like, would you work with me? And so we've just been working kind of on a, I don't want to say casual because like I am still, I am still tracking on a pretty regular basis, but it's not as strict. I, I don't feel like, basically I just like I have more realistic expectations. Like I don't feel like I have to be within a certain range of my macros. Like I do end up hitting my macros pretty close every day, mostly just because like now, like you said, like I'm in the routine, I'm used to it. It just yeah. is like, it's part of my day. Yeah. Once you um, get into
1: the routine, it's so much less of a stress. And I think that's just, I yeah. think that's a natural progression for a lot of people. Um, It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be crazy, but it, you know, I think that's where people go wrong. But yeah, I think at this point, when you've done it for so long, you're like, yeah, I could just totally look at something and be like, I've actually tested myself before just to see how accurate I am just as a game. And it's like, I don't trust me, I do not do that all the time. But I was just more like, I'm just curious to see like how off I am. And I was like, right on. And that's kind of cool to see. Yeah. Like, it's knowledge. It's really cool knowledge.
0: Well, like, not even that. But like, you know, just getting ready at night and like weighing and measuring myself and like meal prepping, like it's all second nature now. And mm-hmm. so you know, kind of like that initial difficulty with getting that getting in the routine is has long since passed. and mm-hmm. so i but I just have being more casual about it like if I Want to go out to dinner? I just you know I don't even like let her know. It's just like, hey, I'll put this in my notes for next week if I feel like it's relevant. But like, if I go out of my numbers a little bit, it's not the you know like last week. What did I do? There were two days where I went like way over my numbers, and I was like, you know what? I was hungry that day. Like mm-hmm. that was my first five a.m. Watt, and I was really hungry, so I kept eating. Yeah. Or like this day, I went to you know I fell asleep early, and I didn't have my last meal that I had planned out, so I was really under. Like in the like we always talk about, you know, it's big picture in the scheme of things evens out it's kind of also like in the scheme of things like we were just talking about you know people who fudge their reps like mm-hmm. at the end like people you're gonna forget it's natural to to lose count sometimes in a workout by the way don't make it a habit but like you're gonna overcount just as many times as you undercount, and like in the scheme of your workouts exactly kind of, you know for every like every every rep that you're like oh crap was that five or was that six i'm just gonna move on yeah you'll have another rep where you're like crap was that five or was that six and then it ends up being six or you know then you do another one and you have done an extra so totally that's just kind of how i'm looking at it um but like i said like i don't really feel like i had nearly i didn't have you know quite the experience that you did and so i also you know never really had the like staggering results that you did like i've said you know I, I was postpartum, like, would I probably have lost that weight anyway? I hope so. You know, would it, would it maybe have just looked a little bit different? Maybe, maybe not. So for me, it's just a little bit, you know, it's kind of the whole thought process a little bit different. And then also like thinking about, you know, trying to have another kid one day, which won't happen until hopefully won't happen until Brandon gets out of school. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm really not trying to have a baby with Brandon in school full time. But like, you know, at this point I'm kind of looking at it as like, how much can I get done in the next year? I just don't have any expectation. I know after my last pregnancy, I kind of learned like don't put any expectations on what a pregnancy is going to look like. And so all I can really control is like in in a year, be as healthy and as ready as I can be. And kind of that's, I guess, more what I'm trying to focus on is like, how can I get to a healthy, sustainable place so that in a year or So when I decide, you know, when we decide to have another kid, I'm ready for that. That was the long long answer, but.
1: Yeah. So I'd say, I'd say we both have a really good place with it right now. I I still feel a little bit like a hypocrite. Like it's like even doing it kind of feels, I don't know, restrictive. Like people would think it's restrictive. I just don't see it like that anymore. Moving on. We're good. We did have a question about the program that you mentioned last week about birth fit and Do you want to let folks know?
0: Yeah. So we're going to have Lindsay, who's the founder of BirthFit, on podcast next week. So if you have any questions for her, feel free to shoot us an email, girlsgunwad at gmail.com. Really, just the info that we've gotten from her so far, even just in talking to her on email, realizing that the work that she does is just so much more encompassing, all-encompassing than sort of like a pregnancy and postpartum fitness program. She is you know, as 10 years of professional experience in labor and delivery and working with new moms and pregnant moms and just really being like a, a advocate and educator for pregnancy and birth. And I'm really excited to talk to her. I mean, I had already kind of told her a little bit about my story about like, Coming to terms with the fact that my labor and delivery was so different than what, than what I expected it to be. And it really messed up a lot of expectations that I had and made, really messed up, like, the trust I had in my body. And, you know, I just think that, I don't know, I think it'll be really interesting. I think it's going to be really valuable also for even for people who have never been pregnant, don't plan on getting pregnant. Just because I think it's always good to kind of hear, like, here's how here's how you can still maintain a connection with your body throughout all the different phases that you go through, whether, you know, it's pregnancy related or whether it's an illness or whatever. Like there's always a time and place for maintaining that respectful connection with your body
1: yeah i'm i'm excited to hear you guys talk about that and i also think just for coaches as well of um you guys mm-hmm. mentioning uh you and kian talking about how coaches are like i don't know what to do with you and being like oh we have to be so you're so delicate and i don't want to do anything with you because i'm afraid i think this will be helpful for folks to hear that as well if they're a coach
0: yeah yeah so i'm excited so if you do have questions girls going gmail.com we'll try to i mean i think it's going to be a little bit of like an introduction to her and her work but we'll definitely try to get to as many questions as we can as well
1: all right i want to give a last shout out because we got to wrap up here to hannah who wrote us on our facebook page which you guys shoot us a note and or an email any type of message that you would like because we love instagram hearing i'm
0: loving like instagram messages i finally turned on the message thing from our instagram stories and yeah. i love people i do too on our stories. i
1: do too so you can comment now but hannah wrote us and said Hey there, I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning, but I'm not a CrossFitter until yesterday. I went to my first CrossFit class, and I loved it. I just wanted to thank you for being my inspiration. You guys, you girls are the best, and that just makes me so happy. And it's yeah. not like I could care less if you guys are listening and do CrossFit or not, but it's just like just to say that like we inspired you to do something just makes me so happy it's like the coolest Mm -hmm. thing ever or even if it's like hey i watched mean girls because of you guys i'm like that is the coolest thing (laughs) (laughs) and i hope your life is so much better for it yeah so uh Please put on your calendars, April 29th. This is our episode 200 party. We're so pumped. So go on our Facebook page. We've been posting it there as well. And just RSVP, let us know you're coming because we have an awesome girl, Tilly, who, Treats by Tilly, who's going to be making cupcakes. And we're, uh, I, don't want, I don't want to like spoil I don't the surprise. Yeah, now. but there's something there's so else that we things. have in the works and she's just so great. So I'm super pumped to work with her. We're gonna do our cupcake tasting this weekend, so we're gonna have treats for you guys. We're working on getting a taco truck. Uh, we're gonna have drinks, adult beverages, and
0: we're gonna have giveaways. Regular Lacroix. We're have, mm-hmm. Oh, so much Lacroix. So we much. We should get LaCroix. like some get some special surprise guests. Totally
1: surprise guests. And if people are listening, or yeah, people who are coming, RSVP and. Just bring a friend and tell a friend. There's this new thing out there right now that they're doing in the media world to get folks to try podcasts. They're doing this campaign so you can tweet or share with a friend by using the hashtag tripod is T R Y P O D. So if you want to give us a shout out on there, that would be awesome. That's a great way to spread the word and tell a friend about the podcast. Um, let's see. Anything else coming up, Claire Bear? Mostly the poster on tuesday brennan's birthday costa rica the open and our episode 200 party we we got a lot coming up all right you guys this this uh is week four tag us in your photos for 17.4 and we will uh also do a 17.4 tips as usual let's blow this banana stand
0: that's what (laughs) i'm saying
1: have a good week you guys
0: bye